Okay, Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, what? There is no law. It's not illegal to display those virtues. Okay, You'll, you already know that. You're just shy. Okay. <laughs> Genesis chapter 15, God's covenant with Abraham. I should actually ask Mr. Allen to come up and, and teach. <laughs> He's been teaching through Genesis uh, now for some, some weeks uh, at Sunday school. Uh, still ongoing, so if you'd like to attend that Sunday school lesson, he'll welcome you. God's covenant with Abram, Genesis 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield, your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, to Abram. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be, Abram. And Abram believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of, out of the land of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought him all these, cut them in half, and laid each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. And behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. And then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be servants there. And they will be afflicted for four hundred years, but I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. As for yourself, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age. And they shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. And on that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I give this land, from the river of Egypt of the great river, uh, to, the, to the river of the Euphrates, the land of the Canaanites, the Kenizzites, and Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, and uh, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, and the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. God's covenant with Abram. The grass withers, the flowers fail, but the word of our Lord endures forever. Please join me in prayer. O Lord, we pray your blessing upon the teaching and preaching of your word, that you would be the teacher and preacher. Speak through your servant unto your servants, O Lord. We pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, please be seated.
We continue our walk through the fruit of the Holy Spirit, now considering this seventh virtue, faithfulness. When I think of faithfulness, many examples come to mind. I think of that cartoon movie, Toy Story. Have you seen it? That movie, Toy Story? Children are nodding their heads. I think of the loyal friendship and faithfulness that existed between Woody the Cowboy and Buzz Lightyear the Astronaut. Their friendship and their faithfulness towards each other really was to infinity and beyond. Listen to the words of this song that describe Woody and Buzz's faithfulness towards each other. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead, just remember what your old pal said. You have a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. You've got troubles, I got them too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. We'll stick together and see it through because you have a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. As the years go by, our friendship will never die. You're going to see it's our destiny. You've got a friend in me. No one will ever love you the way I do. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. That's faithfulness. Woody and Buzz's friendship and faithfulness makes me think of the Bible verse, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 18, verse 24. The Expositor's Bible says faithfulness, the seventh virtue, is the warm, firm clasp of friendship. I like that. The warm, firm clasp of friendship. It's the type of faithfulness and friendship that David and Jonathan had. In 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 3, one reads, And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. That's faithfulness. When I think of faithfulness, I think of Anne Shirley, of Lucy Maud Montgomery's Anne of Green Gables. Have you read that one? Of Anne's friendship with her schoolmate, uh, Diana Barry. Anne constantly refers to, to Diana as her what? Her bosom friend, doesn't she? When they made an oath of friendship in the Barry Garden, uh, we read, we must join hands, said Anne, gravely. It ought to be over running water. We'll just have to imagine this path is running water. She had quite the imagination. I'll repeat the oath first. I solemnly swear to be faithful to my bosom friend, Diana Berry, as long as the sun and the moon shall endure. Now you say it, Diana, and put my name in it. Diana repeated the oath and with a laugh, fore and aft. And then she said, you're a funny girl, Anne. I had heard that you were odd, but I believe I'm going to like you really well. I'm going to like you really well. That's faithfulness. When I think of faithfulness, I think of Dorothy's friends and Frank Baum's The Wizard of Oz. Maybe you've read that one. Toto. The Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion. There was nothing those friends wouldn't do for Dorothy, even facing the wicked witch of the West and facing her army of flying monkeys. When Dorothy left Oz, the Tin Man cries, Now I know I have a heart because it's breaking. 
Faithful friends love each other deeply from the heart. That's faithfulness. And finally, when I think of faithfulness, I think of J.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. The faithfulness which existed between Frodo and his three friends, Samwise, Pippin, and Mary. In the first book, The Fellowship of the Ring, Frodo's friends tell Frodo, You can trust us to stick to you through thick and thin, Mr. Frodo, to the bitter end. And you can trust us to keep any secret of yours closer than you yourself can keep it. But you cannot trust us to let you face trouble alone and go off without a word. We are your friends, Frodo. Anyway, there it is. We know most of what Gandalf has already told you. We know a good deal about the ring. We are horribly afraid, but we are coming with you. We are coming with you or following you like hounds. That's faithfulness. I probably could stop the sermon here because these examples define and personify what faithfulness means. Woody and Buzz, David and Jonathan, Anne and Diana, Dorothy and her friends, Frodo, Samwise, Mary, and Pippin. Do you know Yellowstone National Park's famous geyser is named Old Faithful? Did you visit Old Faithful? You visited, but you all did not. You went to the Redwoods. Okay. Yellowstone National Park's famous geyser named Old Faithful from the fact that unlike other, other geysers, It follows a dependable time schedule. Once every 65 minutes, it shoots a a stream of boiling hot water 175 feet into the air. You can count on it. It will happen. As TV detective Beretta would say, you can take that to the bank. I date myself. That's faithfulness. It's dependability. Faithfulness is the seventh virtue in this list of the fruit of the the Spirit. And the Greek word here is pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S. And it's better translated faithfulness, not faith, as the King James Version translates it. The New King James, faithfulness. The NIV, faith. At the outset, I think we must make clear that we're not referring to faith, a set of, set of beliefs and doctrines concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Martin Luther, the Protestant refor- uh, reformer of the 1500s, writes, When Paul reckoneth faith among the fruit of the Spirit, it is clear that he speaketh not of faith which is in Christ, but of the fidelity and humanity of one man towards another. The fidelity and the humanity of one man towards another. It's that way with all the virtues and the the list of the fruit of the Spirit. It's not that you love God, but it's that you love your fellow man. I was made for loving you, baby, and you were made for loving me. Rock group kiss. That one's for you, Mike. (laughs) It's not that you find joy in the Lord, but it's that we find joy and that we bring joy to each other. It's not that you have peace with God, but it's that you have peace with one another. These virtues towards the Lord are prerequisites. They already exist. But the virtues and the fruit of the Spirit are on a horizontal, not a vertical plane. It's not that you are faithful towards God, but that you're faithful towards your fellow man, like these examples I shared. It's Jesus asking the twelve disciples, uh, Do you want to leave also? 
when everyone was deserting him. And Peter replies, Where would we go, Lord? You have the words of eternal life. We're sticking with you. That's faithfulness. Ritterboss translates this seventh virtue as loyalty, Hendrickson fidelity. John Stott says it just means the reliability of a Christian man. The New International Dictionary of the Bible says it means dependable and fulfilling one's responsibilities and carrying out one's words. The pulpit commentary says it's a love for our neighbor that would not injure him by breaking our promises to him. Loyalty. Reliability, dependability, veracity, integrity, not breaking promises. That's faithfulness. When I think of faithfulness, I think of the Lord's covenant with Abraham in Genesis 15. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Well before he offered his son Isaac as an offering. The faith, the belief came well before the work. The Lord had Abraham bring a heifer, a goat, a ram, a dove, and a young pigeon. And Abraham brought them. He cut them in two. He arranged the halves opposite each other, except for the birds. He didn't cut the birds in half. I don't know why. Maybe there's a reason. When the sun had set, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between the pieces. The smoking fire pot and flaming torch represented the Lord. And here's the meaning. May this happen to me, Abraham. May I be slaughtered, says the Lord. May I be divided in half if I break my promise, if I break my oath, if I do not keep my pledge with you, Abram. May I be slaughtered. That's faithfulness. What I said I will do, I will do, says the Lord. I will not break my promise. One of the meanings of faithfulness is being a man or a woman, a boy or a girl of your word. The biblical illustrator defines faithfulness as veracity. So the man's word is as good as an oath. The Old Testament word, amen, from which we get the Greek uh, word, amen, from, is translated both as truth and faithfulness. Often we read in the Scriptures, here is a faithful saying, or here is a trustworthy saying, such as in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11. Faithfulness means trustworthy. A faithful friend is a trustworthy friend. We're talking about honesty. In Psalm 15, The question is asked, Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? Lord, who may live on your holy hill? And the answer in verse 4 of Psalm 15, He who keeps his oath even when it hurts. The greatest example we have is God the Father sending His own Son to die on the the cross. God promised a Savior and He kept His oath even when it hurt. Sometimes, Keeping your word will hurt because it involves sacrifice, time, money, commitment. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, the Lord tells the church of Smyrna, Be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. Faithfulness, whether it's to the Lord or to each other, is important to God, even 
when it hurts. What you say, what you promise, be ready to back it up with action. Not only in your relationship to the Lord, but in your relationship to each other, even when it hurts. Epaphroditus almost died to keep his oath to help Paul when Paul was in the Philippian jail. Philippians chapter 2, verses 25 through 30. Let me read this uh, passage. But I think it's necessary, writes Paul, to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For Epaphroditus longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, Epaphroditus was ill and he almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. So then, welcome Epaphroditus in the Lord with great joy, and honor people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give. That's faithfulness. He almost died to serve Paul. Epaphroditus loved and served Paul even to the point of death. And that's how Jesus Christ loved us. He died for us. Christ kept and fulfilled the covenant of Genesis 15. So great was Christ's love and faithfulness towards us that He laid down His life for us. That's faithfulness. That's what we remember when we come to the table momentarily. That's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And that's how we should love each other and display the seventh virtue of the fruit of the Spirit towards each other. To stick closer than a brother. To die to self, to be other-centered. In our relationships with each other, here at First Presbyterian Church of Biloxi, Let us remain faithful towards each other and not let Satan, the world, or the flesh gain a foothold. Faithfulness really is the warm, firm clasp of friendship. Dependable, reliable, honest, doesn't break promises, loyal, veracity, truthful, trustworthy, other-centered, fidelity, integrity, forgiving, selfless, sacrificial, an oath keeper, even when it hurts. Be faithful towards each other, brothers and sisters, to infinity and beyond. Let us pray. Lord, the evil one, the world, and the flesh are constantly at war especially at this center of gravity, if you will, Lord, of faithfulness. Help us to stick closer than a brother to each other. Help us to remain faithful to each other. And of course, Lord, to You. We pray, Father, in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen.